Hello and welcome to the Shira podcast, where we interview black women who are leading in their field. Our guests range from entrepreneurs to educators. These leading women are willing to share their experiences and successes, giving back to our community and showcasing so that others can see, learn and lead too. It can be tough for women and even more so for black women. We explore what it takes to rise above the challenges in today's world and be all that you were called to be. I'm Ogay. And I'm Lisa. And we're your host. So get ready. And get comfortable as we dive straight in. Hello and welcome to the Shearer podcast. And today I am going to introduce you to Natasha Nakati. And she runs a family business called Crafty Arts together with her husband. Crafty Arts is a multi-award winning e-commerce retail outlet. And Natasha has gained 12 years experience in running the business and is an expert in her field. She loves the excitement of business and working together with others, building business strategies and the success and of growing wealth with businesses and helping others too. And she does that through teaching, training and consultancy. Her passion is to see others succeed in business and to succeed in their life goals, to step out of the box and to step up to challenges. She also is an advocate for women in empowerment and seeing their growth in confidence as female entrepreneurs. She speaks to women entrepreneurs and young people alike and believes that we all are role models to each other and we all have something to share. She has become a trustee for the Miscarriage Association Hi, Natasha, and welcome to the Shira podcast. <laughs> Hello, thank you for having me. <laughs> uh, you're very welcome. So, Natasha, you jointly run this family business, and you've been, you, when you joined, you were only in your 20s, you were quite young, weren't you? When did you realise that you had this gift of leadership? So, I, over the years, I've kind of taken on various different roles whether it is uh, through like management and um, things at church and just just get stuck in and realize that actually I enjoy doing what I'm doing or oh, I can take it a little bit further the story behind me working at crafty arts is that I was working full-time for a company where I was building tenders for a cleaning firm where we was winning contracts to clean like major places like uh, Parliament and, and places like that and different universities um, and I really didn't like it but my husband proposed and I figured okay I still keep working but we need to be able to save for a wedding because it's all well and good getting proposed to but now we've got no money for a wedding so <laughs> we, we we had to save up somehow or, or whatever in some shape or form to get some extra cash for this wedding because we wanted to do it debt free if possible which we were able to because I took on the extra role so Jay literally just started working full-time at Crafty Arts because he was a web designer for a different company and he set up the online side of the business yeah and I was working kind of just part-time so in the evenings and on the weekends um, and found I was really enjoying it and I was enjoying the growth see, mm. seeing the business grow in such at the beginning, we was getting like one order a month. So it, it, there wasn't like a sudden growth. There was a, a slow progression of growth. Yeah. Um, and it just kind of took its time, really. And um, just seeing it expand over the years. And I was finding I was enjoying working at Crafty Arts and working with my husband. 
more than my actual full-time job. So kind of bit the bullet after the wedding, which was a crazy move to do because you've just realised you've got bills to pay. <laughs> you've got you've got a mortgage and all those kind of things. So I kind of ended up working at Crafty Arts part-time to start with um, because we, we weren't taking in any money. So it was just a, a slow progression. And over the years, found out how much I enjoyed it. And we just slowly built the team and we're here now. <laughs> Amazing. Yes, indeed. <laughs> what was it like, though, joining a business that was already established as opposed to one that you started yourself? I was excited because the foundations had already been there. Over the years, I've always imagined myself working for myself in some shape or form. And I truly believe if I wasn't working at Crafty Arts, I would have started something else. But the fact that there was a foundation of the business already in some ways, it was quite scary because Jay's parents had built it to a level and it was our duty to, to build it even higher than where it was. So we had that pressure, but also that was a drive that actually we want to make them proud. So we want to just keep building and, and get it to the levels where it's just continuing to go strength to strength. So Jay's dad retired last August. So now it's fully fledged that we are running, running the business, which is exciting because we're able to implement some things um, and just run with certain projects. And yeah, it's, it's exciting times. <laughs> oh, it sounds great. But also very challenging, as you said. But Crafty Arts has won several awards, hasn't it? You've got yes. the um, Family Business Awards that you ran in 2018 and the uh, Mid-Essex Awards and, and you know, that's just to name a couple. What's your favourite aspect about running Crafty Arts and what gets you out to bed in the morning? I know you said you enjoy working with your husband and the growth of the business, but what, what was the driver, the real drive behind it? So for me, it's not one thing. And it's, I think it's good that you don't just have one thing because every time like something bad happens or you struggle in an area, at least I've got another area that I'm actually enjoying as well. So I enjoy working with my husband. I don't always enjoy working with my husband, but because, because we are two different people and I'm very kind of, you need to plan, you need it structured and just, I don't, I just want the bullet points. This is what I want to happen. Go make it happen. <laughs> Whereas he's very analytical and he's, he's the creator kind of thing. And I just, I just want it done. And um, so I, I really enjoy working with him and we've been married for 13 years, been together 15 years. So yeah been in the business for about 14 years now and I think working together has made us stronger together as well because wherever we go we, we, we talk about business you can't leave it at the door when you're running your own business and um, the team I'm really blessed to have the team that we've got right now there's been a few changes over the years but the team feels like a family and for me in previous roles I've I've never really had that so that is something that we felt that we needed to build to make sure that it felt like a family. If anyone's in a pickle, we rally around and we support them. So it's Jay, the team, and also just seeing what the prospects are. There's always great prospects with opportunity and just being able to be free enough to grab those opportunities and run with them. They're not always going to work, but when they do, they do. And it's exciting that I've got the freedom to be able to do that. So that's, that's yeah. one of the things that gets me up in the morning. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it's yeah. hard. It is hard working for yourself. <laughs> yes. Yeah. 
<laughs> well, speaking about <laughs> about prospects, you mentioned earlier that that is one of the things that you love about exploring the prospects. Now, Crafty House is a multi-million pound company. What are your hopes and aspirations for where you and Jay want to take it to? Oh, good question. So we are predominantly online. We have a small shop. Pre-COVID, we had a training room where we would teach people how to use the products that we sell. And due to COVID, we had to unfortunately close that. We are in the process of creating some own brand products, which I'm really excited about because we sell over 10,000 different lines and we sell other brands, other well-known brands, but we want to be able to create our own. And so we're in the process of, of doing that. And yeah, there's a few other potential projects that we've got our eyes on. So watch this space. Yes, <laughs> yes sounds, sounds exciting. Yeah. 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 So how has being a black woman served you or prevented you from achieving more? Do you know what? I, I, was, I was thinking about this and I, I don't think it has. If anything, it's been the age if thing. Because a lot of our, our suppliers and people that we've worked with over the years, they're a lot older um, than us. Um, so going to, for instance, trade shows and um, speaking to new potential uh, customers or potential suppliers, they haven't really wanted to work with us because they haven't taken us serious, us serious enough because they look at us and think, oh, they're really young. What do they know? So... I, I don't know if there's been issues behind my back, but no one's physically said because you're female or because you're black, because I'm quite a direct person anyway. And to be honest, I wouldn't take it. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And age is an, another thing that people yeah. Yeah. judge people on, don't they? And I think, like you said, you know, oh, you're too young to, to know <laughs> or to be taken seriously. Yeah, um, and plus I don't look my age as well, so that even adds it adds it on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, definitely. So your business is quite interesting, and Natasha, in the sense that you're a black woman, but your husband is white. So the business is owned by a black and a white person. Have you noticed any difference in the way people interact with you as owners because of this mix, or not? I haven't. And it all goes back to, I don't know what people are saying behind our backs. <laughs> you just never know. But face to face, people have, have dealt with us. And because we are very different in characteristics. So for instance, my husband's more on the quiet side and he's the thinker. And I'm, I'm the one that asks the questions and, and quite very direct and, and very loud and all of that kind of thing. So kind of balance each other out. But I haven't come across anybody see that in, in a negative mindset. So I'm not sure. Yeah. Well, that's really good, isn't it? And I was just yeah. going to, on the back of that, ask us last year with the Black Lives Matter protests and the things that happened, there were quite a number of families where there was some sort of discussions we had especially in families where there were white and black, discussions that maybe prior to this time hadn't been as open or as honest. So I was just going to ask, did that affect your business in any way, seeing as you come from 
both of you are different as in black and white. Mm. Did that affect your business in any way, discussions? Yeah. It didn't, only because we've been quite open and honest about things. And I've always spoken about race and how I feel I've been positioned in society and things like that. So Jay has always known what my mindset in terms of this has always been. And even to the point of before we had a child, this is how I've been brought up. This is how I'd like our son to be brought up because we face challenges every single day. And it's something, unfortunately, that that you need to be aware of and you need to be better. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And what about with your staff? Did they have any questions uh, regarding race or, you know, in terms of policies? And No, so it's quite interesting. So our our team is, apart from myself, is all white. I didn't actually think about it until until recently. Um, So we've got a a lot of, all the team by, by myself is white and the warehouse team the majority are from places like Lithuania and Poland and places like that. So there hasn't been kind of one conversation. It's kind of when, when it's in the news, it comes up in conversation and we've discussed it and they've asked me, oh, how do you feel? And what do you think, Natasha, from your perspective, etc." cetera? Um, so we, we've been quite open about that, but we haven't put a policy in, in place or anything like that as yet. Yeah. Yeah. And I think in some ways it also makes a difference if you're black and you're the boss. So in a sense, you make the decisions, you make the policies. So you're not going to get as much flack as if you were the junior, the janitor, Mm -hmm. the person who has to take orders from somebody else. So I think maybe that will also make a difference in how people react to you because oh absolutely (laughs) in the long run you're paying their wages so they better be nice exactly there's no choice in the matter (laughs) yeah and I suppose like you said because it is a business that's run by you know two different races it's not purely a black business but it it can be classed as a black business because you are a black person and you are running the business so in that regard a lot of, uh, well, following on from the Black Lives Matter in 2020, just last year, there were movements about supporting black businesses and trying to buy black and promoting that so that black businesses can prosper. How mm. do you feel about that approach? I think it's important to judge the business based on the business. And over the years, I, I don't focus on buying from black or buying from white or buying from Asian I just want a good service and if it's a good service I'm gonna come back and if it's a bad service you're gonna see my dust kind of thing and uh, with both whites black Asian whatever races I've had good and I've had bad experiences and there's a lot of good quality black businesses out there and I, I think it's important that, that all of us focus on the service to get us through being rather than the race thing, because that is the focus. That, that is what's going to get people through those doors. That's what's going to get people on your website. The fact that you go over and above for your customers, that you, you win those awards, that you thrive to be the best that you can be in your field. I feel that that is the most important thing 
And I guess in the same vein, people argue about working hard. Sometimes when you're black, having to work twice as hard just to get to the same place as a contemporary white person. Yeah. And you can look at that negatively because, yes, it does seem unfair. On the other hand, you can look at it positively in the sense that it makes you work really hard and go over yeah. and beyond in order to get to the same place as your white counterpart. So I guess you can look at it both ways. It does have its negative aspects, yeah. but it does it's have hard. its positive aspects as well. It's hard because we shouldn't have to be put in that position in the first place. And it angers me, if I'm honest, because we're all human, we're all people. And it shouldn't be dependent on on your race or your gender, whether someone should buy from you or whether they see your business as as worthy to be purchased from, etc. But unfortunately, this is the world we're in and it does need to change. But between it changing and not and being where we are, we just need to yeah. get it done and prove that we are capable because we are mm-hmm. and not kind of ha- go to like the Caribbean shop and they they don't give the service because they think that they're on, on, on chill time because I've had that <laughs> do you know what I mean we've all had that we've gone we've, we've gone and they're like no no what do you want why are you here kind of thing and I'm like this isn't the service that I want I want your food but I don't want your service unfortunately in in some cases that's how not only that's how black people see other black businesses so that's why we need to step up for ourselves and also for our yeah. race as well yeah. to prove that actually we are better than that. We are, we're not going to be on Caribbean time and all of that <laughs> stuff, but we have really good qualities and we thrive and we love what we do. And that needs to be shone through. Yeah. 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 No, definitely. Yeah. Looking at your trustee work and the advocacy you do for women, in spite of all the personal losses and the grief that you've had, you carried on running business. And not only that, you became a trustee for the Miscarriage Association and continue to advocate for women's empowerment. So what I'd like to know is how did you do it? How did you carry on and manage to keep going, even though you yourself were going through such difficulty? Um, Good question. It was a process. I didn't wake up one morning and go, I've got this, I can do this. It was definitely a process. After, so I, I've had like multiple miscarriages and after the third one, because that was the latest one, that was 19 weeks, that hit me hard. And I was spent a lot of time in bed. I was just not with it. And there was, I think there was a turning point when I saw my husband, he, he came in after work and I hadn't moved all day. And the look on his face, it hit hard that actually it's not just me that's going through this, it's him that's going through it as well. He's also been affected. And we've always made sure that we we support each other the best way we can. So if I'm having a down day, he's going to be my cheerleader. If he's having a down day, I'm going to be his cheerleader. And that that is the process that that I needed to take and yet yeah, not every day is going to be great and I I've accepted that but I still need to pay the bills <laughs> and uh, I've, I've still got a mortgage that I need to pay for and I've still got a team that's reliant on me as well and I think having those things and not so much pressure but having those things 
makes me strive to to keep going. So in that respect, I'm glad the position that I'm in because I, I I have to keep moving forward. And I I'm, I'm a true believer that you don't go through things for the sake of going through things. Um, and I, I have a faith in God and a relationship, and I want to use what the hardships that I've been through so that other people don't have to go through that as as hard and that they know that there is a sounding board out there just as a random example I was in I was in a shop in a shop buying some products and they saw our son my son and we got talking and in the end I started talking about the miscarriage association because she had been through losses and things like that and I was able to point her in the right direction of of um where she could get help and things like that so it just found that being open is very important when you're enclosed and the door's shut um and it's dark you you have all these things going around your head but if you're open you're talking the lightness is shining and you feel a lot freer um so sharing your experiences not everybody can share their experience and it's, and that's fine but for me personally, me sharing my experiences has made me a stronger person. Yeah. Like you said, if it helps somebody, then that's like a, a bonus, isn't it? The fact oh, that it's what, a you've gone, yeah, what you've gone through has put you in a place where not only can you signpost people, but you can feel the compassion because you know what they're going through because you've gone through it. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Self-care is so important in leadership and in life in general, just to, you know, looking after yourself. And what would you say was the most important lesson that you learned regarding self-care? So, you know, just taking care of yourself in regards to your life and in regards to business leading. Taking time out for yourself is vital because otherwise you'll be working 24 hours a day and if you're in a bad way, your business is in a bad way. If you're not thriving as an individual, your business isn't going to thrive. If you're not building yourself up, you can't build up your business. So it, it works hand in hand with life and with business. Um, so pre-COVID, I would always make sure that every quarter I would, whether it would be going away for the weekend, just to be around nature, just switch off from everything and just focus on me, go for long walks, just have some me time and just focusing. It's, it's really important to focus on yourself, take time out and focus on yourself, whether it is just sitting, sitting in a room, listening to some music, doing a little bit of meditation, going for walks. Oh my goodness, doing a bit of exercise. I need to do a lot more exercise because you do feel better once you do it. But you, you've got to make sure that yourself is fit and healthy and that you're thriving as an individual because that boosts your business because you've got the energy to build your business up. Mm. Oh, definitely. And it's a good example to the team as well. If they see you taking time out and then they feel that they'll have permission to, to do the same. I find that uh, a lot of leaders, when they're just constantly on that go, 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 um, don't take time out because there is a time where you do need to be everything oh, in. Yeah. You need to get it done. But if you're constantly on that, that way it makes the team really anxious because they feel that they have to constantly be going as well and yeah otherwise they'll feel that they're letting you down or letting the business down or not living up to expectations yeah do you know what that is so true because there was a period where it was just go 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 and we was just 
putting in crazy hours. And you're right, I never really thought of it before, but the team, certain people within the team, they were trying to do the late hours that we were doing and and we were like trying to push them to go, no, you need to go, you need to take your holiday, et cetera, et cetera. And they're like, but, but you're not doing that. So, yeah, you're, you're right. We need to lead by example. Mm. So running a business the size of yours and just life in general, what one's bound to come up with, come against some challenges. Who or what is your go-to when you hit that proverbial brick wall? <laughs> so I have a great circle of friends that support me through all things. They're, they're very honest. If they think I'm wrong, they will tell me. And that's that's what what we need as individuals. We don't just need hearsay people. We need people that's going to tell us the truth. And I've got my, my husband who is a great support as well. And um, I've got, as I said, my faith, that, that helps me as well and kind of keeps me grounded, so to speak. But I have, if there's, depending on, on the issue, there's certain people that I will speak to about it, yeah. Yeah, having that circle is really important, isn't it? That outlet. Oh, it's vital, yeah. yeah. So you actually help and grow other female um, entrepreneurs or just in general just help them grow in, in whatever life aspect like you said if you can help them you will but you're you're there for, for women empowerment and you that's what you stand for how do you go about doing that personally for others and, and for yourself how do you do that so over the years I've, I've spoken at schools and spoken to females in certain years giving them background on where I've come from and where I am today and where I want to be because you never want to stand still. You want to keep always keep moving forward. I'm part of a women's organisation called Global Woman, and which I absolutely love because they are the owner, the CEO, Morella Sula. She's very much. It's all about empowering women. It's all about women standing in their heels and standing high, basically. And I know it sounds a bit, ooh, but it's 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 all about giving women a mic and enabling them to thrive in whichever area they're in and I just love that so I'm I'm part of that and just yeah just it's for me it's important to to share my story because I know that my my story isn't an ordinary story and if going back to what we said earlier that even if it just helps one person to go do you know what I can do that I can I've got a dream let me try it I may not be able to do it, but I'm going to try it and see. And just having the boldness to step out and just just go for it. That is what I just love. And just seeing women thrive, seeing businesses thrive as well. I, I get excited about seeing people's businesses grow because, yeah, I just, I don't know. I just, just something about growth. I love seeing growth happen because you don't just see the business grow, but you're seeing the person grow as well. Mm. Yeah, well, all living things should grow. And if something's not growing, then perhaps it's not living. So, yeah, yeah, growth is a sign of life. So we hear so much about the negative aspects, Natasha, of being black and female. Mm -hmm. What makes you proud to be black and female in today's world? I think looking back over the years, just seeing the strength of other black women and looking at history, us as black women, that we've had to learn to be strong and we are strong. 
and we can get through whatever is thrown at us. Um, we can be feminine, but we that doesn't take away the fact that we are strong individuals and that we can push through whatever barrier is set before us. And I kind of see myself as that kind of person as well, that actually life is hard, business is hard, home can be hard, but as not just as a female, but as a black woman, that I am capable of pushing through and, and making making waves, so to speak. So yeah, that's what makes yeah. me hard. I love that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so who would you say is your role model uh, or has been your role model? Role model. So not necessarily role models, but there are a few people that I kind of look up to and it's it's depending on the different areas. So, for instance, you're, you're probably going to laugh, but in terms of health, I really like Victoria Beckham because she suffers with one of the same things that I, I have. I've got PCOS and she's managed to keep herself healthy to, to thrive her business, et cetera, and just keep pushing in life. And then in business terms, um, I, I, I love seeing like the Richard Bransons of the world or, or the Denzel Washingtons of the world because they, they're constant. They're making things happen. And they're they're brave enough to to push to push those walls, and and one of the other people that I absolutely love is um, Michelle Obama, because she's classy, she's direct, and she's not afraid to speak her mind. And as as women, sometimes we shy away from from speaking our mind, from from running those businesses, or we we run a business and we'll say, oh don't worry, you can have it for free or I'm, I'm not going to charge you what I'm actually worth. And seeing women like the Michelle Obamas kind of kind of show, shows me that actually I need to up my game. <laughs> Even with everything that I've got going on, I still need to up my game because it's still not high enough. And yes, I think she's, she's at the moment, she's one of the top ones because I've um, read her book and went to the, her interview and mm. I was... I, I was really excited when I came out of, of, the, of the O2 after seeing her. Yeah. So, Natasha, it's been great talking to you. But as we come to the end of this interview, what inspiring words can you give to other female leaders, not just in business, but just female leaders in general, especially black female leaders? Um, I would say to be brave. Do not be afraid to be brave. Do not be afraid to step up and to know your worth um, because whatever area that you're in, you're in that area for a reason. Um, so step up, step out and run with it. So Natasha, what final advice can you give to others? Because, you know, life is challenging. We go through all sorts of different experiences. And when things don't align to the way we planned it to go, sometimes it can be disheartening and, you know, even go down into a downward spiral into depression and all sorts so what advice would you give to someone when their plans don't seem to go the way that they wanted it to go or they expected it to go in life yeah you're right life can be hard and it doesn't always go the way you planned and I think that's where determination comes in and determination comes in all shapes and forms it can be a case that it hasn't gone your way so what other options have you got so it's always looking at, well, what else is there? And sometimes when things don't happen, 
it's for the best because for instance there's there's been times where for instance we've tried to buy businesses or, or buy buildings and things like that and it hasn't worked out and I've learned along the way not to be frustrated with that or to be angry with that because sometimes it's a blessing in disguise and it's you're being pointed or directed into a different area where you haven't actually even thought of so be be consistent be determined even if it's not exactly what you think you want also speak to your friends speak to your support circle because those are the people that that will cheer you on and will support you when you are feeling down because we all need people to be around us that tell us that we can do it when we feel like we can't do it or when we've hit a brick road and also to have a good circle of friends as a sounding board as well so we don't really have many friends that are in business but we we know like people who are as executives and have we have like a, a kind of like a multifaceted circle of friends where they're all in different areas of work so we get different perspectives as well but having that circle is is really important because yeah it's not always going to go your way and you're not always going to be feel, feeling happy happy joy joy sometimes there has been times where I'm like I don't want to go into work because I just I'm tired of be of hitting that wall all the time but what are my other options what what other avenues can I take and how can I get from A to B maybe I need to do a side to work to see and come back. but what are my options and it's you have to be in business you have to be determined because business is hard and you're not always going to want to walking through those doors um like for instance if you're having a hr issue or you're having an issue with a supplier or a customer but you got a bit put on your big girl pants and you gotta make it work um so determination is key <laughs> yeah <laughs> no that's great thank you natasha and thank you so much for just sharing with us today and with you know all our listeners so thank you very much for that can you tell our listeners where they can purchase your products, how they can book your services. You offer all sorts of um, training and advice and empowerment, mentoring stuff. How can they get hold of you to find out about that? And where are you based? Um, so I'm based in Montford in Essex. And the best uh, contact detail I can give you is um, my email address. It's natasha at craftyarts.co.uk. I'm also on Instagram and I'm on Facebook. The good thing with my name, there is only one of me. There's only one Natasha Nakati. So um, if you search for me, you'll find me quite easily. But yes, I, I, I speak at events. I'm looking forward to being able to speak face to face again in a group of people and just connect with people rather than doing the whole Zoom thing. And yes, so I, I run training programs for, for people that are starting businesses that are, that are in different areas of life of, of their business journey. I'm around. If, if you've got a question, please feel free to contact me. Uh, I run Crafty Arts with my husband, so it's craftyarts.co.uk, and we sell all things creative, so whether it's art materials for yourself or for the kids. We do crafting products, puzzles, toys, games, you name it. If it's something hobby-related, we probably do sell it. <laughs> <laughs> That's fantastic. Thank you for joining us today on the Shearer podcast. Don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. 
we will have another inspirational leader chatting with us very soon. Until then, keep learning and leading.